Okay, Todd. Todd Winter, thank you so much for for joining me in this conversation, man. I've been I've been waiting for a couple of weeks now to have this with you. So thanks for making the time, bud. Yeah, thanks for having me, Rod. I'm really excited to be on. Yeah. So maybe we'll just share with uh, anybody who's listening just a little bit about you, uh, where you grew up, um, kind of your your trajectory in hockey so far, and then I want to get a bit into just more more personal questions. So you're from Uxbridge, Ontario, just down That's the cool. highway from me. Yeah, exactly. A couple of minutes. Yeah. Isn't it the uh, trail capital of either Canada, or the world It's like, it's pretty renowned in that regard, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's the trail capital of Canada. I mean, <clears throat> kind of shocking when you think of all the beautiful places in Canada to go for a hike, but um, yeah. we do have some nice trails here. So um, yeah, I guess that's a nice little feather in our cap. Yeah, for sure. I, I head that way quite often to hike and mountain bike in the trail. So I'm grateful for Uxbridge. Mm-hmm. So you played your junior hockey in the OJ, OJHL with uh, the Aurora Tigers and the Newmarket uh, Hurricanes. You were able to amass 109 points there, eh? Yeah, it was uh, <clears throat> definitely fun. I mean, I kind of came in without really many expectations. Obviously, we'll probably get into my story, but didn't uh, didn't play high level very like you know very much during my younger younger days so kind of came in just you know excited to play and ended up you know having uh, having a fun successful junior career so it was awesome sweet so from there I guess you recruited by uh, by Guelph University you played with the Griffins for three years uh, three. and you major in um, management economics and finance. That's correct. Yeah, I actually just uh, just graduated, so I wow. finished. Uh, yeah, I finished online when I was uh, over in Sweden. So awesome! Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's quite an accomplishment. So yeah, you headed over to Sweden, and you're playing in the. I don't. What's the name of the the league there? It's called the Hockey Attan. <clears throat> so it's the third division in Sweden. Okay, and your team's name is Vimmerby. That's correct. Vimmerby HC, Vimmerby Hockey Club. Yeah. Uh, you don't mind if I just uh, big you up a tiny bit here with some of your hockey accomplishments? <laughs> Are you okay with that, bud? Yeah, all for the glory of God, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, you, in your first year, you were Rookie of the Year, and you were um, voted to the OUA First All-Star Team. So that's quite a start. Uh, how many points did you get in that first year? Oof, I think I got uh, 34, maybe. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, it was definitely, uh, you know, I never expected that coming in my first year, but, uh, you know, you know, they're just really opened a path and everything seemed to go in that year. It was, it was <laughs> better than anything I could have imagined, to be honest. Beauty. What, uh, what line were you playing on? Were you like deep in the, in the roster? Or were you like in the top two lines? Yeah, I think uh, I think I started on the fifth line, like in training camp, and then uh, just kind of worked my way up. We had a couple injuries, which you know you never want to see a guy get injured, but it just creates opportunities, especially for a young guy like me coming in. Uh, ended up, I think, after the first weekend in the regular season, being on the first line for the rest of the season with my cousin. So oh. that was uh, that was really special to be able to play with him too. So we we made a nice connection there. I bet he's uh, he's older than you, I guess. Yeah, he's three years older than me. He actually plays professional in uh, England as well. So, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he play last year? Because I have a, I have a, someone from the Ridgebacks that went to play in England. I was under the impression that he didn't get to play this year. 
Yeah, they canceled the season, but then uh, I think a month ago they had like a one month like kind of like a tournament style where they just played like every other day or something like that, mm. and uh, <clears throat> just played like maybe fourteen games. So it was yeah. just like an exhibition series, but I think they just did it so that the the Brit uh, the British players could uh, have a chance to play somewhere before the the yeah. World Championships that's happening right now. Okay. Um. So it looks like also in your third year, I have written down here that you got 39 points. That's how you finished your, your Griffin career. Mm -hmm. Um, You played all 28 games. Was that just in your final year or all three years? I think uh, I played all 28 games every year, except for my second year uh, where I got scratched once in the first game after Christmas, just kind of weird circumstances, but uh, my cousin, my best friend who lives in Florida now had a wedding uh, at Christmas time and we had an exhibition game. So I had to miss the exhibition game in order to go to the wedding. That was, that was the best man. So uh, when I got back, you know, my coaches kind of said, Hey, to be fair to the other guys, we're going to sit you for this game. So Maybe wow. something I didn't, I didn't agree with, but you know, I would have done it any other yeah. day to, to be there for him. So yeah, it was a, it was a worthy sacrifice. Absolutely. Um, I had one more thing I wanted to say here. You wore the A in your third year and uh, yeah, you helped lead Guelph to its seventh OUA championship title in uh, 2019, 2020. Yeah, that was uh, whew, that was an amazing experience. Uh, I don't know if you heard about the game or not, but yeah, I was against the University of Ottawa. Um, great team that you know yeah. they were, and uh, end up going to triple overtime. And uh, you know, at at home too, at the at the Griffin Dome as we called it, and yeah. uh, it was uh, just an unbelievable experience. I was actually on the ice for that last goal. Didn't get no. a, didn't get the goal or a point, but. Uh, I was the first one to jump on the guy. So that was a pretty special moment, something I'll absolutely never forget. But uh, yeah, with all our fans there, I don't think anyone left. You know, it was like 1130 by the time the game ended. And I think the whole span, like the whole stands were still packed. So such wow. a, such an amazing experience. And uh, yeah, something I'll never forget. Wow. Doesn't get better any, any better than that, eh? Absolutely. So, so just from this, man, I see not only are you, you highly skilled, you have, um, a real offensive flair to you, but you're also durable playing in every single OUA game, except for the one you were scratched. Like knowing that league, I, I, I know that's not easy to do. So skill and durability, that's a, that's a beautiful mix. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're no offensive slouch. Okay. So then you went off to Sweden. Um, but before we kind of get into that, I want to, yeah, I just want to inquire a little bit into your your early years growing up. How do you how do you see your your early influences shaping your your future success in hockey, whether it be friends or family or like the the values that you grew up with? Like, tell me more about that. Yeah, so um, you know, my dad always loved hockey, so I think you know by the time I was you know maybe one years old, I had a main stick in my hand every day. So, you know, I'd be, I'd be just shooting the ball around or whatnot. So I always loved hockey from an early age. It was like, you know, I, I played a number of other sports, but hockey was always, you know, that one. And uh, my dad never got to play rep hop, hockey because he wasn't allowed to play on Sundays. Uh, Cause that was, you know, kind of, mm. kind of God's day. So, um, you know, he kind of, he allowed me to have that opportunity to play. And um, yeah, I definitely got, you know, into hockey through my dad and, 
I just fell in love with the sport, you know, every Saturday night watching the Leafs game, um, which, yeah, kind of tough, tough time right now to be a Leafs fan, which we might get into later, but yeah, um, yeah you know, you know, watch Leafs games together, just, just play many sticks. And then I think I started skating when I was two years old. So I was, I was super young and um, yeah, I think, you know, just the way I was raised, uh, raised to be athletic, raised to, you know, um, kind of gave everything I, I have to, to God and to, uh, to, you know, play any sport, whether it be hockey or anything else, you know, mm. give that to God. So, yeah. so would you say from a, a pretty young age that you already made that connection? It's like, you're not, you're not playing for a coach. You're not playing for your dad. You're not even entirely playing for yourself. That like, did you have a sense that like, I'm actually playing this game to, to please, to please God. He's the one that's watching and cares the most about, about me. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you kind of, you kind of maybe don't understand that when you're, when you're younger, you know, your parents would always, or my parents at least would always, you know, kind of say like, you know, you got to play, you're not playing for yourself. But, you know, I think, uh, I think I always knew that, you know, everything I did, I wanted to, to do my best, not only for myself or my family, but, you know, for, for the one who created me. So um, yeah, that was definitely instilled, instilled into me from a, from a young age. Did you, did you see in any kind of tangible way that 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 weight that pressure off you made a difference compared to some of your, your teammates because being in the hockey world I know that man it's the the pressure to perform is huge and that's a heavy weight do, do you do you think that actually you were able to manage the the pressure of performing differently because yeah you didn't you didn't you don't have to earn God's approval kind of thing right like the way that you might to 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 get more ice time or to make your dad say a good game, son. Did, did you notice a difference? Would you say? Um, maybe not at a young age, but I think, you know, as I kind of got a little bit older into junior, um, definitely at, at school, I, I understood that a little bit more. And, you know, as I've gotten to pro, I think, you know, I, I experienced that more and more every day, every game, you know, um, you know, just seeing how other guys approach the game and, and how I do, I think, you know, I think it's, it's definitely, I understand that more as I've gotten older, for sure. Okay, well, I won't, uh, I won't force us too fast forward. We'll, we'll get there, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So I noticed, um, yeah, you chose the junior A route. Um, I'm curious, did, it was that intentional? Uh, were you aiming to play major junior, and you chose, um, uh, and you chose junior A for a reason, or did did you even have plans for hockey after junior? Help me understand that. Yeah. So I kind of have an interesting story. I was always really small. Uh, I'm still not the biggest guy, obviously, but uh, I was always really small. And so my dad never wanted to, to push me into a, a level that he thought was too much for me. He always wanted me to play at a level where I'd get the ice time and I'd be confident and I could, I could put up points and just enjoy playing hockey. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I played basically double <clears throat> A or A my whole life. Uh, I played one year triple A when I was in like maybe peewee. Um, and then it wasn't until my last, so minor midget played a first year midget played a again, my last year of uh, midget, I played triple a, um, and you know, I, I always wanted to play at a higher level. You know, I always wanted to go NCAA. Um, I kind of realized the OHL route was probably beyond my reach at that point, but, um, yeah, I wanted to go NCAA. And, uh, so in that last year, um, of midget, when I played triple a, uh, I got recruited to uh, the Aurora Tigers junior A for the following year. 
and uh, kind of had an interesting year there. We had a really strong team. So about halfway through the year, I actually got sent down to uh, my hometown junior C team, mm. uh, finished the year there and AP'd with Aurora. Um, and then after that, <clears throat> my last two years, uh, well, I went to Aurora, back to Aurora again the following year and then got traded to Newmarket. Um, but I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to play at the highest level I could. And I'd ended up being, being junior A. Uh, I don't think I was big enough um, or maybe skilled enough to play in the OHL at that age. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I went to junior A and then uh, after that was just hoping to get recruited to NCAA. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's interesting because um, clearly you're a, a bit of a later bloomer and thank goodness you persevered because the, the, the Guelph Griffins would have missed out on a, a key guy that led them to a championship. So I'm glad you persevered, bud. Yeah, me too. I mean, yeah, hockey was always, I don't, I don't want to say my life, but it was always my passion. So I'm just, I'm so glad I've been able to keep playing. Yeah, I feel you. So what would you say were some major character shaping events for you in, in junior? Like, what did you learn about yourself through your junior years? Yeah, definitely a lot of things. I think, uh, you know, just, I don't want to say trust the process because it's kind of a cliche, but, um, you know, you, you know, I had a path in my mind, oh, my first year junior, I'm going to, you know, get an NCAA scholarship and I'm going to be set. Um, and ended up getting sent down that year, um, just cause we had such a deep team. And so I kind of had a path in my head that I wanted to do and, and God kind of flipped out on a 180. So yeah. uh, it was kind of just like, be patient. I just learned how to be patient and to bide my time and, you know, mm-hmm. ended up, you know, doing well in junior, but despite that never got, you know, really any, any serious NCAA looks, um, in mm-hmm. division one at least. And, uh, so it was kind of just be about, about being patient. And uh, it wasn't until, you know, I went to school and uh, had success there that I realized, you know, that I think God was teaching me patience and that, you know, he's got a perfect path and um, I can't force anything that I want to happen because, you know, that's not necessarily going to happen anyways. So, man, what a, what an important lesson. Um, like I see to my own life, how prone I am to failing once or even perceiving that I'm going to fail once and, and just wanting to like press eject. Right. Which is, you don't realize how, how premature it might be because you don't know what's down the pipe. You you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So learning to have patience and, and trust that, Hey, just because I get sent down once or just because I get scratched once, or maybe one year where I'm up in the stands, that doesn't, that has nothing to say about the future. In fact, you'll never know what the future has to say until you kind of faithfully walk it out. Exactly. Yeah, it's so true. So true. I think it's, yeah, until you can look at it later, you know, whether it be a year or two down the road, look back and say, okay, that's where, uh, you know, that's, that's why that happened. Or, yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting that way. No, that's a, that's a good lesson, man. I, I need to learn that one myself still. So what advice would you give to guys that are that just coming up to su- succeed at the university level? Um, what would be some of the mistakes that uh, you wouldn't want others to repeat if you, if you had any say in it? Hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, <clears throat> I think first piece of advice would just be to just enjoy your time. You know, obviously with the pandemic, I missed out on my fourth year of school and um, I never thought that my third year was going to be my last at school. And 
um, you know, there was many times this year where I was like, man, I wish I was just hanging out with my buddies from, you know, from school or, you know, just, just, you know, having a, having a team function or whatever, but I think just enjoy your time. And, uh, and then uh, hockey wise is just, you know, just in, enjoy playing, enjoy, enjoy going to the rink every day and, and being able to practice and play. Cause it's, you know, school is just so much different than junior. Cause junior, you you know, you're playing 56, 60 games. Uh, whereas university you played 28, maybe 30, if you're lucky to get in the playoffs. So every game is important. So it's, it's important to, uh, you know, just enjoy practicing all week and then getting kind of revved up for that, that game night. Yeah. And then uh, as for, you know, what mistakes I wouldn't want them to make is just, I think just be true to yourself. You know, don't, you don't need to impress anyone. Um, you know, you don't need to, you know, you know, obviously <clears throat> being a Christian myself, uh, it was difficult you know, going to team parties and, and trying to figure out where, where I was supposed to, supposed to be going and where maybe I should kind of hold back and say, okay, maybe I shouldn't, shouldn't do that or, or go there. So um, I think just be true to yourself and uh, you know, just because everyone else is doing, it doesn't mean you need to do it. I think actually something, I think it was, you said this rod at a athletes in action um, conference a couple of years ago, it's always stuck with me is uh you know, if someone else doesn't see anything different in you, then you're probably doing something wrong. And mm. I think, I think that was you that said that and it always mm. stuck with me. So that's mm. uh, it's an important lesson from, mm. uh, from, from you actually. So that was great. Well, that was a bit of a, a fluke thing. It, I probably didn't, it probably just came out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a God thing then. It was yeah. Yeah, such, a, such a great point. No. And um, I just know how, how easy it is to get, sucked into you know what everybody else is doing even even though it's maybe it goes against some of your moral convictions like in your case or just um it goes against what you know is best for you it's like there's there's huge pressure when all your best friends and all the guys you spend that much time with on the team are going a direction and you're just like wow this probably isn't good but it's uh it's very uncomfortable to be like ah, i'm not going Cause they, uh, yeah. in the hockey world, they're not afraid to razz you. Eh? Yeah, exactly. And, and another thing I found is for myself, at least is that, you know, guys respect you. If, if you stand up for what you believe in and, and say, Hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this, you know, I'll do this, but I won't do that. I think guys respect you for that. And mm-hmm. you know, they, they might, yeah, like you said, razz you a little bit, but a lot of times it's just done out of love. It's done. Out, totally. If you can, if you can be, you know, honest and, uh, you know, forthcoming about what you do and what you don't do, you yeah. know, guys will respect that. They might obviously tease you, but you know, it's, yeah. it's all in, it's all in fun. Right. So yeah. I just know a lot of experiences where, you know, guys got kind of tempted into or pressured into doing some stuff and some stuff that they, you know, that probably wasn't who they were. And yeah. uh, you know, I think they probably regretted it, but you know, mm. they wanted to kind of do what everyone else did. So, yeah. you know, just be true to yourself and don't feel like you need to impress anyone else. Yeah. Those are good words, bud. Thanks for sharing. So, um, yeah, th- this this question um, was something I was really thinking about in, in t- anticipation of talking to you because I know many guys that are playing at the university level, um, they already feel behind the eight ball um, starting into their jobs or their careers uh, much later than their peers, right? Some of, the, some of their buddies are already buying houses or, or in are well, you know, well established, but have already got a head start on the careers. Um, 
So yeah, they feel like, man, I'm, I'm starting late, but they have this passion to continue to in the game that they love. So walk us through that transition of university hockey to choosing to go pro. What were some of the major factors in, in that decision? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest the biggest factor was the pandemic. And, uh, you know, I've always dreamed about playing professional hockey. Um, never, you know, never in my wildest dreams would I have thought it was possible. But, um, you know, as, as I kind of, you know, had success at school, I'd, I kind of started thinking, okay, this could, uh, you know, this could be the path that, you know, God's taken me on. And, um, you know, as the pandemic hit and, you know, I kind of assessed where, university sports was heading and whether there's going to be a season or not, I started, you know, thinking about, okay, maybe I should start looking at some, uh, some professional opportunities here. Um, cause I figured school would be online anyways. I could just do it from wherever in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I, I contacted, uh, my agent and started talking, uh, talking a little bit with him and he started looking at some stuff and, uh, you know, the door kind of opened to, to go to Sweden and a couple, a couple other opportunities as well. And I felt the going to Sweden uh, to Vimmerby would be my best, uh, you know, my best, you know, chance at, uh, at playing pro and to keep playing hockey uh, during yeah. the pandemic. So um, yeah, so that was kind of crazy, but as for, you know, feeling kind of older than everyone, yeah, going, being at school and, you know, being in third year, fourth year as a hockey player, you know, you're probably already 23, 24, 25 years old and you're yeah. in classes with people that are 18. So right. definitely a lot different, but uh, you know, I think if you love the game and you know, you feel a calling um, or you just, you know, you feel like, you know, I, I'm not done yet, you know, yeah. then I think, you, yeah, you need to at least, at least try to have a year or two uh, going over, going overseas or, or in the coast yeah. or whatever to, just enjoy playing the game, right? It's such a fun game and, you know, life, life will always be there. Full-time job will always be there as long as it makes sense financially. And um, yeah, then might as well try it. Yeah, no, it's, it's been a tough one for me over the years to, to kind of counsel guys with that because I mean, I, I love the game myself. So it's like, if you gave me that shot, I'd be, I'd be packing up and going, but you know, there is wisdom on the other side. It's like sometimes, sometimes you have to realistically look at the situation be like, okay, as much as I'd love to play hockey, there's probably not much of a future in that. So it's not an easy choice to make. So I've never, I never tell guys you should do this or you should go there because it's a tough call. Yeah, definitely. I think it it really depends on, uh, you know, each individual circumstance. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that, you know, what, what's right for one person might not be right for another person in terms totally. of pro hockey. Right. You know, I have, uh, I have a good friend from, from school that has a, has a son and uh, he's graduating this year. And, you know, we chatted about it, you know, when I was over in Sweden and, you know, he's like, I don't know if I should go or not because, you know, I have, I have a son that I need to take care of. And yeah. I, I don't know if I can, you know, be away from him for eight or nine months. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think he's still trying to make that decision, but uh, you know, I really respected him for, really thinking about his family first so yeah it definitely requires wisdom um one thing i've noticed already in our conversation is you you seem to frame all of your well all your big decisions but it seems like so many of your decisions with um yeah what what does god want me to do have you been comfortable um you know through your junior and in, in university hockey like do your teammates know this, how you look at the world? How comfortably have you been kind of sharing with them how it is that you see and understand yourself in the world? 
Has that been a challenge or is that something that's come quite naturally to you? Um, you know, my parents kind of raised me to, to always see God in everything I do and to, um, you know, maybe not to, not to preach necessarily to everyone, not to throw it, like, you know, shove it down their throats, but um, to, to not be able to, to speak up, you know, right. um, when, uh, or, you know, for my values and for, for what I believe in. So, you know, for me, I haven't, I've never really found it too hard or too difficult to, to speak up. Obviously that, that first time is going to be a little bit difficult, but sure. you know, like I said before, guys are pretty respectful. You know, I, I've never really had anyone that's, you know, made a big deal out of it. Obviously some guys tease you about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's all in fun. Right. So, um, you know, I've, I haven't found, uh, too difficult, but you know, I know, I know for other guys, it can be, it can be challenging. Right. So, yeah. Um, luckily, you know, I'm so blessed that I was raised in a family where, you know, they always, uh, my parents always kind of, um, told me to, you know, to, to share my faith and, uh, to be strong. And, you know, even when I'm talking to them, you know, nowadays, they're always trying to push me back to, to the Lord and to, uh, yeah. you know, how I can, how I can share my faith or be a light. So I'm definitely blessed in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say I've had a similar experience is that, people are, are far more, I mean, as long as you go about it in kind of a respectful and, and like non hyper pushy kind of way, but people are open and respectful of it. Um, you know, it's in your head that you make the big deal, but when you actually like, ah, oh, man, this is, this is who I am and what I'm all about. It's like, you're, you're different and unique. So you might get chirped a tiny bit, but not for truly malicious reasons. No, absolutely not. You know, I think, I think you, you know, if you're going to make that stand, you have to be able to take a little bit of teasing as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but guys don't mean it, at least in my experiences out of, uh, out of hate or, um, sure. or anything else. They just, you know, they just like to have some fun. Right. So, yeah. you know, I've been pretty blessed in that way, but yeah, as you said, I definitely try to frame every decision I make in, uh, you know, in a way that glorifies God. And you know, sometimes it's difficult to do that. Right. Sometimes, you know, you make yeah. snap decisions, but as I kind of said about my junior career, like, you know, God's got a plan and it's going to mm-hmm. happen whether I like it or not. So even if I try to try to make something happen, a lot of times it, it'll crash and burn. But when I lean on him uh, in a decision, then usually it becomes a lot more clear. Beauty. Oh, I, I respect you for that, bud. Thank you. So tell me about Sweden. Um, yeah. What were some highlights and lowlights of, of this past year over there? Yeah, um, it was definitely the, a roller coaster year. Um, I loved it over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, needless to say, it was it was such a good time. The people were so great. Um, Swedes are some of the best people in the world, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to Canadians in the sense where everyone's friendly and um, they speak, you know, pretty good English. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I tried learning the language, which was kind of cool. I'm still mm-hmm. trying to learn it as I'm mm-hmm. going back next year. So, and they have um, beautiful hair. <laughs> yeah they have amazing flow um and ever uh, you know you know the classic you know swedish images that everyone's blonde right so there's definitely a lot of blondes over there male and female so it's it's kind of uh pretty interesting but everyone's you know everyone's so fit and you know in, in good shape and and good health and um it's just a, a great place to live you know quality of life is is very high and it's it's just so beautiful over there it's a lot like northern ontario where there's lots of lakes and oh, wow. um and forests and stuff so it's yeah it's really beautiful but uh yeah some of the lowlights i think um 
you know, I, I maybe didn't, uh, didn't connect with my coach as well as I had hoped, mm. um, in the sense where, you know, he had a very defensive, uh, mindset and, uh, I was a little bit more, I'm a little bit more offensive. So I didn't necessarily fit into a system, mm. um, as well as I, I could have, I guess. Um, and, uh, so it was difficult because, you know, I kind of had gone there with big expectations on myself and, uh, I'm sure with the team on me and, um, you know, I felt like I might not have got used as, um, as much as I, I think I could have been, um, for basically the whole season, but, uh, you know, still tried to uh, do my best and, and despite, you know, the, the lack of ice time, I, I still managed to put up a decent amount of points and, uh, I had a really good relationship with the general manager. So that was, that was nice. He was always kind of behind me uh, the whole season and he trusted me and believed in me. So that, that was huge. And like, and the teammate, my teammates were awesome. You know, they were so great at, um, including me in things, um, speaking English with me and, uh, also trying to help me learn some Swedish. So that was, that was pretty good. Um, just yeah, such, such friendly guys and the hockey was really good. It was, it was really fast, just a, a different style than North America for sure. But it was, uh, quite interesting um playing over there you know mm. it's uh christopher steeg said this i think in spit and chicklets but he kind of called it rugby on ice and <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know if i'd necessarily call it that that's maybe going a little bit too far but you know it's definitely a different style than north america um so that was interesting to learn but once you learn it it's uh it's quite fun to play mm. um yeah and then just some highlights i got to visit stockholm and uh such a beautiful city you know there's the king's palace right in the middle of it it's right it's like a little venice almost it's right on the water and wow. uh, it's just just so beautiful it's like a bunch of little islands kind of uh you know together so that was really good and then i had a i had a really good playoffs uh scored some some big goals so that was uh that was really good and that was a big positive sign for me at the end of the year just knowing that hmm. you know i can uh obviously i can play in that league and you know i, I believe that i can uh play in higher leagues in Europe as well. So, so for me, that's the, that's kind of the goal is to have a great year next year and to keep, uh, keep moving up. Beauty, so. beauty. What, what do you, what would you say you learned about yourself as a, as a man in this past year? <clears throat> um, definitely a lot. I think I, I touched on a little bit, but, uh, you know, with, uh, <clears throat> just trying to kind of deal with, um, you know, the lack of ice time and, uh, you know, trying to word this, I guess, as carefully as possible. Uh, but, uh, you know, I just learned a lot about my, my own character and kind mm -hmm. of, you know, um, you know, in those tough times, how do I respond? Um, like we talked about earlier, you know, I had a pretty successful university career. So, you know, I was used to playing a lot of minutes and, and kind of being, you know, a counted on guy. And yeah. um, unfortunately in this coach's system, I, I wasn't that. So, um, you know, it was, it was all about, you know, trying to be respectful and, uh, you know, be a positive guy in the room and not bring the guys down. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and really just trying to show my character because, you know, there's times that I could have bailed or, or just left and, um, mm. gone, maybe gone to another team, but, you know, I chose to kind of stick it out and, um, you know, I'm really glad I did. Cause I just, <clears throat> I learned so much about myself and, and my character and, and how, you know, like, like we talked about earlier, God is a plan and, yeah. Um, you know, I, I might've wanted to leave personally at some point, but, you know, I think God, God kind of showed, you know, you, you know, I have, I'm not finished with you, uh, yet here in Vimmerby. So I want you to, uh, I want you yeah. to stay and, mm. and get it done. So 
Yeah, I, there's a saying, I'm not sure if I'm going to get this verbatim, but like every every good leader has to first learn to be a good follower. And and sometimes when you're a follower, like you don't, it's not the funnest ride, right? But it's it's imperative to to learn that if you're ever going to lead the charge in a good and effective way. So no doubt you learned a little bit about that this past year. So you're going back to Vimberby next year. Um how you will you be a different player? How will you be a different man going into training camp? Ooh, that's a good, that's a good question. Uh, maybe we'll start with a more important one. Um, some being a, being a different man, I think just, uh, you know, trying to go in there and, uh, just be a bit more of a leader. I think, um, obviously last year, you know, my first year pro, um, in a new country, you know, it was kind of a, I don't want to say it was a culture shock, but, um, it's just a lot different, right? So this year going in, um, understanding a little bit more, new coach uh, in there as well. So that'll be, that's exciting. Um, talked with him and he sounds like an awesome guy. So I think just going in there and trying to be a little bit more of a leader and just kind of relying uh, on God um, to kind of help me in that leadership role, whatever that might be. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's going to be kind of, kind of cool, especially, you know, as a Canadian going into a Swedish dressing room, being able to, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully be a leader and, uh, you know, have something to say and, uh, just, just kind of be trying to be welcoming and, um, and, uh, friendly to the new guys. And then as a player, I think, uh, yeah, I think I have some, you know, uh, you know, big expectations on myself again this year. And I think the biggest thing is trying not to, to make those expectations too, uh, you know, too big in the sense where I I can't reach those, but, you know, yeah having enough, enough, like good, like positive pressure on myself that, you know, motivates me and challenges myself, but no, I think I'm going to go in there and, uh, you know, try to be a little stronger on my skates and uh, a little bit quicker uh, in certain areas. And, uh, also just try to make sure my uh, defensive game can, you know, match my offensive game. And I think if I can do that, that I can, uh, have a very successful year there. Beauty with, um, like with all these COVID restrictions that are you, are you able to train like you, you need to both on ice and off to, to make those improvements, would you say? Um, yeah, it's definitely different with uh, restrictions. Obviously gyms and rinks are closed right now, but uh, I'm pretty blessed to have, uh, <clears throat> you know, kind of a little setup in my, on my property. Uh, we just have an indoor rink. So it's uh we now we sold the, you know, the boards and uh, the refrigeration system. So now it's just kind of concrete. So now I just uh, like roller skate on that and mm. shoot pucks. So it's pretty close to the ice as possible. And uh, yeah, <clears throat> so that's how I do a lot of my training. Um, and then, you know, for, for working out and stuff uh, again, pretty blessed to have uh, some good connections at the local uh, with some local people that were able to help me out with some uh, equipment. So, you know, I have, got everything I need to, uh, to train hard. So yeah, definitely, uh, trying to crush those workouts, um, as much as possible. Yeah. Hopefully things open up here so we can actually see people because you, you know, it's, it's one thing to stick hell around pine cones. It is, it's another thing to train with actual <laughs> people, right? And unless you're playing against a bunch of, um, cones next year, you'll be fine. But if you're, <laughs> if you're going against real guys, uh, it's good to train with other other people, right? Absolutely, yeah. And hopefully, um, you know, we can get on the rink soon too. It'd be nice to strap on the skates and, uh, like you said, try to dangle around some some real people instead of just some pine cones. Yeah, 
Well, I, I remember playing shinny with you and you do a, a perfectly fine job of dangling around me. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to that uh, in the future. Yeah, me too. So speaking of the future, you know, could you share with us, what are some of your medium to long-term uh, goals? Um, and the other thing that I'm really interested in is how do you think hockey has helped shape you to be the kind of man that can actually achieve those goals? Hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, some of the medium to long-term goals, um, obviously it's difficult because short-term, you know, I want to try to play pro hockey as, <clears throat> as long as I can, but, uh, you know, that's kind of <clears throat> up in the air, like every year, right? Every yeah. year you kind of sign a new contract and, uh, you know, it's kind of going year to year and see the financial aspect and see if it makes sense. But uh, yeah, medium to long term, you know, I've always felt maybe a calling to uh, to do ministry or to uh, you know to maybe try to get into the <clears throat> into ministry in some aspect. Um, but you know, I'm also uh, like we talked about earlier, my major is economics and finance, so maybe try to do something in the business world um, or a combination of both. I'm I'm really not sure, but you know, um, as you said, hockey has also kind of shaped me in a lot of ways because I also feel like I need to. Uh, know once i'm done give back um maybe as a coach or uh into management or as a scout i don't know i i you know i love hockey and i want to definitely keep uh keep involved in it once i'm done and you know i've i've gone through a lot of experiences as i did this year in sweden um you know with different coaches and i think i've learned a lot from them um positively and negatively um on you know how i would maybe do things differently or or the same uh and if i was a coach so I think, you know, definitely, hopefully coaching is my future, uh, maybe something in ministry and uh, yeah. maybe some business or a combination of all three would kind yeah. of be, I think, the, the perfect, the perfect storm. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really up in the air right now. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so j- just for clarity's sake, by, by ministry, you mean maybe like more explicitly helping, helping people understand, know, relate, grow in the relationship with God? Is, is, is that kind of what you mean by that word ministry? So it's, it's not a super common word, right? So I want to make sure that we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a great point. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure exactly what that looks like either, right? A couple summers um, during my like, university years, I've, uh, I've worked at my church as like an intern, Mm-hmm. Um, so whether that, you know, ministry could mean, you know, being a pastor, um, or maybe trying to take more schooling to, you know, to maybe open that avenue, um, of being, being a pastor or, or, um, you know, maybe something with athletes in action as a, you know, a chaplain or, or something like that. I'm, I'm really not sure, but just something that I can help, um, kind of spread the word of Jesus and, uh, be able to encourage um, other people and other athletes uh, about that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying with that. So yeah, this last question, I, I feel like we've talked ab- about this throughout. So if there's anything more you want to add, uh, feel free, but if not, I think you've, you've done a good job. Um, one of my hopes in this podcast actually is to talk to guys about their experience with faith Um over the last number of years, working with the uh, Ontario Tech Ridgebacks hockey team, uh, I've worked with guys who would, you know, identify as total atheists and are content with that position, and other guys that literally play every shift to the glory of God. Uh, and truthfully, I'm I'm comfortable, equally as comfortable in in both of those cases. 
Uh, we have a common friend, Robbie McTaggart. So I knew that you guys grew up going to church together. So the question I have, and if there's anything more you want to add to it, how is your faith factored into to all this that you just said? Like your your story, your success in hockey, your struggles in your dreams. Is there is there just anything you could like cap this off with? Hmm. I think the biggest thing is, uh, you know, I think that my story isn't mine, right? It's Jesus's. And I'm just trying to, to live my story uh, as best um, as would please him or be, be an image of him, right? So um, I, Athletes in Action is a Christian organization that uh, is in um, universities and, and pro, pro sports and whatnot. But uh, one thing that they talk about is uh, being an image bearer of Christ um so i think that's what i've tried to do for my life is just just be uh an image bearer of him and uh in every situation i go into whether that be hockey or or school or anything else is just just trying to to live my life um like jesus and there's times that i've totally blown it and you know made a mess of myself but you know that's that's how i guess that's kind of when i realize that i'm i'm trying to do it on my own um mm. And uh, yeah, having a friend, like you said, like Robbie, who's able to, you know, um, I'm able to chat with and uh, kind of align, uh, you know, my values back to where they should be is, uh, is huge. So I think just trying to be, you know, an image of Jesus wherever I am uh, and whatever I do mm-hmm. um, and uh, is the biggest thing. And just, just trying to make everyone know that I'm not doing this for myself or uh, for anybody else, but just, just for Jesus. So um, yeah, like, kind of like you said, uh, just trying to play every shift I can for, for Jesus. And, you know, sometimes that's difficult, um, but uh, definitely uh, pretty encouraging as well. Yeah. Well, that seems to me like uh, the perfect place to, to stop. Um, I really hope this isn't our last conversation, Todd. I've really enjoyed it, bud. Yeah, me as well. So uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. I think you, uh, I think you have an awesome thing starting here. So I'm uh, looking forward to seeing how it kind of grows. All right. Thanks a lot, bud. Thanks, Rod.